I'm eating peanuts or something, and it get caught in my throat, and I'm, I'm and I, and it came out, and I, but I, hit, but I was already dozing off, so I, I went out, boom, and hit the floor. And I was saying I was in the house by myself, and if that thing was that, I would have died to no right. one to know. Wasn't that shit some a creepy thing? Yeah, out of all the things. Yeah. Peanut. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Peanut. Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I went, I'm going down. <laughs> it came out, but it always got me. Always, I was already in that zone. What a trip. Welcome back to Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. And right here is my friend Daniel, Mark, and Chad. And we're entrepreneurs, and we want to make up the world a better place. Isn't that correct? Yep. A little bit, right? Absolutely. How did that come correct. That's the mission. Yeah, so that's what we're doing, guys. So tell me, how do you feel about this, Daniel? About our work together? Yes. Yeah, man. I mean, it's... Well, uh, Tyson Ranch. Oh, Tyson Ranch? What's the potential? Oh, it's... Uh, I mean... For you, as a person, as a brand, um, it's inspiring for me to just continually see you speak your truth. Um, and that really resonates with me. And alternative treatments, um, you know, classic medicines from nature is something Absolutely. that I'm very passionate Absolutely. about. Um, I've gotten into trouble with, you know, opiates in the past, uh, in my past career after surgeries and things like that. And cannabis and psychedelics really helped me... Um, really grab a hold of my life and, and shift perspective of the world and, and the way that I can recover and communicate with other people and strengthen my relationships and feel more connected. So I'm, I'm all for, you know, marijuana. I'm all for psychedelics and what you're doing at Tyson ranch, I think is, is nothing short of, of amazing Thank in the you. way that you advocate for these different medicines is, uh, hey, is listen, inspiring. Um, I did the toad right in there. And once <laughs> I did the toad, my whole life changed. I woke up, boom, straight up. Never had the desire to drink. I just wanted to be um, the best of my the high, to the height of my possibilities. Right, right. I mean, um, five meo has been a part of my journey. You know, big dose psilocybin uh, really helped me recover uh, my quality I'm of life, do it today, my brain once health. I leave here, I'm gonna ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. today. Uh, That's great. That's great with a shaman, yes. with somebody. Uh, yes. You know, proper dosage, set, setting. Yeah, yeah. I go. I'm, I go up to like a two fifty. Okay. Okay. When do you know that you that you need it? Like do you get called to it or or do you Yeah. 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 Cuz when I did it it was um it was a, a stack therapy like a full day and I was I was really there to to save my life. I was in a similar position that you were, right? With everything kind of um my relationships were I was I was depressed, I was suicidal. And um, and these these medicines really help bring me out of it. Um, and then you you dive into the science about it, how they they connect different hemispheres of the brain that were once shut down. I mean, um, you know, it's 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 why pretty remarkable. It, listen, it's pretty remarkable. Daniel, why is it when I do mushrooms or something, um, the fucking trees and plants start talking to me? They're moving and shit. Does that happen to you too? Yeah, I, I high at high dose. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. I There's hallucinations. I, I tell them bring a lot. But yeah. that's the key is 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 like uh, tolerance, and then and then you build up. The more that you take this medicine, if you don't take a break, you you really yeah, so do when build I up take a tolerance. Break, to I take it, a break. Know? I start off slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you go back to it, yeah. yeah. He's being a lot, but I start off slow, slow, and I said, "Let's try this." 
28 back to your five yeah right jeez <laughs> jeez i like to think I'd be, I'd i like lost. to think yeah <laughs> i don't know if i find my way back my office is full of yeah, yeah, yeah. successful um addicts man. yeah 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 man i mean it does like uh, what I'm interested in too is, you know, a lot of people are doing high dose to for depression or or for anxiety or or to come back. I think right? I like, think I think um, what's that? What's that dose again? They do I forgot. Um, like a microdose. Microdose, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that microdose. That that mellows a lot of guys out. For sure, on a daily basis, yeah. right? And then too much might get you weird, but that's uh -huh. a little microdose keep you level. Uh huh. For sure. I mean, it hits it hits all the right um, happy chemicals yeah. in the brain, yes, right? Serotonin and strong for yeah, yeah. Goodness. And over a longer period of time, like it does show, and it keeps you sharp, real sharp. Ooh. But like it, that's what I'm interested in. Is it like can amplify, performance, yeah, it amplifies. Yeah. And I think what's Ooh. crazy about what we've learned <laughs> is it amplifies so sport. It's, it like can amplify your. It's like it, when you're. Daniel always says, but it sharpens certain aspects that you're already sharp, and it makes you even multiplies it, right? Which, which could be good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> depending on the person and depending on the strain, yeah. the genetics of the yeah. strain, depending on why you're using it. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing is is intention. I always have an intention anytime that I microdose or anytime that I go into a ceremony. It's for a very specific reason. Um, and then when I come out or during that ceremony, I always get what I need because psilocybin specifically exasperates or, or what's at the forefront of our mind, right? So it's so funny you said that. Mm. Everything that I um, I forgot I forgot what they called manifest mm -hmm. came true. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's so weird. And I mean, it just came true. Right. I think though, with back to the stories, like Tyson Ranch has so much potential, right? You know, yes. where it's where it's going and your brand, like people want to recap. In. I love yeah. that word recap. Oh, it's a beautiful word recap. The <laughs> thing is about what you guys are doing, also like from an education standpoint. Growing up, I think everyone growing up were told drugs, drugs, which was just one big name, not mm -hmm. a specific drug. Tell us where you're from, Mark. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Right. Yeah. Um, but wherever you were from, just drugs were anti-productivity. Yeah. If you were an athlete, forget it. It would be the opposite thing that you would ever consider doing, whether it was cigarettes, alcohol, weed, or anything harder. Lazy stoners, right? Yeah, lazy stoners. I'll stigma, be honest with you, before I started in cannabis, that was my you know, thought. Yeah, you yeah. have to get educated. Yes. I wasn't educated. So yeah. you have work to do, clearly. Meaning the fact that you guys are proponents for education and the added value benefits that aren't about just partying, getting fucked up, and then like passing out and throwing yeah, up. Yeah, so in Tyson Ranch, we're gonna um, eventually go out well and put a university up there, hmm. Cannabis University, and educate the people how this yeah. grow, how you mix green. You know, it's gonna be really fun yeah. from an educational perspective. Well, you have the opportunity now that legality is on your side, also, right? Like right. when Absolutely. like an FDA approves something, it becomes okay to take even a and vaccine. Not, not only but, that, in Tyson Ranch, we'll, we'll be able to not only sell um, cannabis. This is the first time they've had me be able to sell liquor, which I think is yucky. But I guess this is the business that I'm in. Yeah, and um, that's gonna be the first time I think that happened. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we for the company that I have, feel all we do is work with cannabis to basically make sure they're following legalities so it's just in it just getting brand i mean in the world of cannabis brands struggle the same way like you know a craft or even a cash you can market to anybody you want to come to your restaurant in cannabis it's 
Yeah, not, you can't. Right? So you had it. Well, now you can't. I mean, you have to work through it. But right. that was when we jumped in just to really figure out how to make that, you know, have the same playing field. Hmm. But the regulations are allowing for a new conversation. Mm-hmm. It's really yes. like the benefit. It's like a double-edged sword. Like you're regulated, but as a result of being legal with regulation, you're now allowed to talk to people about things other than, it's good for you. Why? Well, they'll believe it if it's legal. If it's still illegal, it's like, don't talk to me about it because no. it's illegal, right? Like um, alcohol is probably the worst thing you can do to your body. And yeah, that's been and legal brain. and everybody drinks it and everyone celebrates with it and it's okay. And, and the stigma is Mom, I went to St. Bart's with some friends. As soon as I went there, the government came in and gave me license for mar- for cannabis for the, ca- for the Caribbean. As soon as one thing, the guy came. I thought they were gonna come check me, pat me down or something. Right. They they handed me the to carry it, not sell yeah. it, but like yeah. to have it, just to have it, use it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, cause this is the ticket to sell cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, to sell as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to the Caribbean. I want to pause to talk about a product that's great for anyone active. As an athlete, I sweat, and I sweat a lot. And when I do, I lose electrolytes. And if I'm not hydrated, losing electrolytes like sodium can give me a headache or make me tired instead of energizing me. Even if you're not an athlete, things like this can happen. If you fast or if you do low-cap diets, you can feel like shit. And some people even get muscle cramps. Everyone needs electrolytes. That's why they're element. There's no sugar, no coloring, no artificial nothing. That's why I love it. It's no bullshit. Doesn't the players in the NFL, NBA, and NHL are already on a monthly element subscription? If you want to try it, go to drinkelement.com slash hotboxing to get your free sample pack now. And it's also used by badass Navy SEALs, FBI snipers, and Marines. And Mike Tyson, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I mean, the war on drugs is just an absolute failure. And when you think about Schedule 1 drugs, marijuana, so, and then psilocybin, magic mushrooms, right? right? Uh, High abuse liability, which we know isn't true, and no medicinal value. There are medical marijuana programs all over the United States, but this, they are still both federally illegal, right? Just because of the scheduling. If we can continue to educate and we can continue to push forward um, awareness on what these medicines can do, the descheduling, the reason I'm very passionate about decrim movements um, is to get these medicines descheduled so then you can bring them into the context of making them a medicine without the red tape. So it won't take me five to seven years with Wisana to research the active ingredient of psilocybin mm-hmm. for depression or, or traumatic brain injury related anxiety. So, I mean, we have a, you know, a, what you're doing with your following and your platform in Tyson Ranch is, is, is extremely important and what you're doing for psychedelics as well. And I'm just grateful that you know, I don't know how we met. We were right, talking so about this the other day. Like we were sitting, sitting here with we you, sitting, and I'm just we were, sitting you know. my, we were sitting in my office when COVID happened. We worked out of my we worked out of my office. We call the war room. A lot yeah. of good things happened there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, we need to help destigmatize. We were thinking about we. Just, I have Philo. We were starting. We saw He came. He reached out to me on LinkedIn, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, we got to get Mike on working with us because Mike has a great footprint. I'm talking of mushrooms. Then we had Brian Spears. Mm-hmm. Working at Philo, reached out to Zim, got us in touch with Mike, and that's how we're here. And uh, yeah. 
it's all crazy how cannabis, psilocybin, they all are intertwined. Yeah. You see all the same people involved because very similar emissions, like you said. Right. At the same time, you're fighting the same battle. Right. And it's right. destigmatizing something that I learned that like athletes like you guys, you know, you're at a, you're at a sporting event, you're watching Daniel Carcillo fight or Mike fight at heavyweight. No one knows about the damage that you guys deal with after. Mm-hmm. I think what's what we hope to see too is athletic organizations right. allowing people to utilize the same thing treatments you guys have. So I think the government is so afraid of this medicine. <laughs> yeah. But the marijuana sales are smashing alcohol sales in Illinois. Like sure. once they start what talks, right? Is tax money. Money. Yeah, right. Sure. So like Especially that's for- why you're seeing the f- yeah. acceptance, well, I mean, right? I think you saw the co- I mean, I you saw with COVID, our business blew up when it became an essential. Right. Right. I can't go to catch and get some sushi with my friends, but I can go to the retail dispensary and buy weed, right? right. So it changed. It changed. Uh, it changed the game. Yeah. Mark, for your question, for you though, are you, with eventually where it goes with like lounges, you know, cannabis lounges eventually will come out more and more. Like, would you think anything would ever happen with you with what you're doing? Would you ever have lounges in the restaurant or in the back? Uh, we have our own little lounges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, when it becomes a actual cannabis lounge with food and beverage i don't know that i would do catch with that yeah but, but, you do another but being in the culinary business um and we i kind of talked to your team about that idea in general like what would really go well with it like is it sushi or is it like the greatest italian you know pizza and and like easy food to have that you would desire maybe no uh, but just like a dumbed down version of like a sophisticated restaurant well it's like wine we look at cannabis like wine you can correlate uh strains with food yeah, but so, you would have to really yeah, do a pairing. Yeah. It wouldn't just be like throw catch on it. No, no, no. I'm not saying but, general, you know. But I think that, look, food and beverage goes with everything. Every yeah. activity we do revolves around that. So certainly, you know, as things get more creative and 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 entrepreneurs start entering those markets because of legality, you will see probably a tremendous amount of pairing and yeah. high, middle, and low, you know, consumer you know pricing or whatever it's going to be yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting in the next two years you know if you're wearing tyson ranch we had ideas to make a little you know town there pretty yep. much and um i was always wanting to um because i was going to be a guest at the carnival in oh. rio yeah yeah. i could say some nice because it's a thousand acres up there we could it would be like cuba back in the 50s and 40s showgirls mm. movies just a labyrinth um luxury houses and stuff and i and i used, i used to think that was going to be a winner hmm. and you look right off and you, right off the, the, um i'm looking at the freeway right here so easy to get here it's come up nice and wow. it's closer than coachello coachello yeah. yeah yeah there's you're you're at really like this pinnacle moment in time in an industry like you can call it you know the way prohibition ended and the amount of innovation that came out of that revolving around legal alcohol selling you're in the same kind of kind of yeah. moment now where even the conversation the fact that you're having conversations at regular dinner tables all across the country about marijuana being legal and then getting into businesses and you've got young entrepreneurs all over the place which stimulates no different than tech amazing amounts what? of ideas and creativity and you it's like the tech amusement park space around. Who knows? But I'm just saying, yeah, it, right. it, it's, there's there's really no end. You're at the very beginning of it, and you're at the forefront of like this huge industry that we already know has a giant demand. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when we were yeah. when we were Philo, the technology company. We came from mainstream, 
I try to hire people, people would be like, they'd be interviewing for the job, they'd be like, oh, is this good for my resume? I'm like, you're not right fit for this. Yeah. You know? But we, we started to bring in, you know, feel top talent from all the, like you said, from the mainstream world and people just want a new challenge. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's, it's like fun to learn something and educate yourself. Right. And well, so- And be at the forefront of like influence how people actually like smoke and how people are going to, you know, take these- Everything. I don't even like calling them drugs, but like take these medicines, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty- In it's Olympics really in 1924, the bike riders rode the bike, they was passing, Cigarettes to one another, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. were right. Oh yeah, right. Before they thought it was bad for them, doctors were smoking in commercials talking about how right. healthy it is. It's it's you know it's an exciting time for a lot of different things, but especially in the in the cannabis and controlled substance space, I think it's going to be. You know, you got pop culture getting involved. You got television shows creating shows. Whether Stuff it's like this or, is the beginning stage of the anti-aging program. It just yeah, but takes it, a little yeah. longer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion on NAD? You know what that is? NAD? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's yep. that? Tell I me. tried doing that with uh, Tell me that. Like what when is I got that? COVID. It's, I don't know. They say it manipulates your cells and it, it it's the anti-aging. Yeah. It There's a lot of NAD. IV. It makes you feel yeah. terrible, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it fast. Did someone do that like, yesterday? Yeah, yeah we were talking kills, about this before. But, but it's yeah. supposed to slow your aging process and even reverse the aging of your cells. Hmm. They so say they mushrooms does that too. <laughs> he yeah, said you I look mean, younger. What doesn't mushrooms do? Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> what Daniel said. Did it make you taller? He said it made him look five years. He said from from a picture when you came out of the NHL to where you are today, you look yeah the before and afters. So one thing that you see after big dose, I don't know if you notice it, but you look younger because of the potent anti-inflammatory antioxidant benefits of that mushroom post hallucination right? post okay yeah so you're post ceremony not, you're not seeing yourself post ceremony yeah, right. no 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 the <laughs> first day mm, not yeah. so good second day third day um it, it, what mushrooms do for like the gi tract in your stomach because 90 percent of our serotonin receptors aren't up here 90 percent of them are in the gut that's why they say the gut brain axis is so important uh and such a strong connection so when you think of it that way and, and you understand psilocybin and what, how it like, it is a lock and key for serotonin. And that's why sometimes you like get a little well, the NAD, upset stomach the NAD or cranks you here. Yeah. 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 It's the craziest yeah. feeling ever. But I mean, this is natural. So like, it's very different than NAD. This is from that's the earth. Like we can get spiritual about it. Right now. Correct. Yeah. And we, we can, you can get really spiritual about it, but these mushrooms have been around yeah. for millions and millions and millions of years. Right. It's called a technology because Native Americans have used it for, so if you use it like very intentionally, um, you can get these amazing benefits. I don't like anti-aging maybe, but it's just, it makes people, I've sat with over 80 people now the last two and a half years and, and, and led people through it. It just makes you um, look younger. Uh, I think it's because of the way that it makes you feel. Um, and we hold our there's stress, stress points yeah. right in our in our face. The FDA has well validated endpoints for how we hold stress in our face. So maybe there's a whatever. mushroom cream in your future. Um, maybe that. Without the, there's going to uh, be some drink, like there's maybe something coming down in the future. Yeah, there's there's yeah, definitely something yeah. coming in the future. Speak yeah. to me. You, you seem very it. small. You You're almost like a scientist. Help me out. Who are we? Who are we? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I don't we, know. How long do we got? Yeah, all day. You know? Yeah. I mean, while we were just talking with my, my 
Fathers and men are just a compound of needs and necessities. They never can be satisfied. Mm. <clears throat> and even then when, when they are satisfied, it's a, it's a feeling of feelingness and abandonment, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So what is success? Who are we? Mm. How come how come how come we get twenty, forty billion dollars or something and we kill ourselves? I think I think you success know? is not measured by money. No, yeah. that's what it's I mean. What is, by even what, is, what is success? Those big time stars, if I say that. Yeah. What what is it that this does to person to people? I don't know. Like in in my journey, I think success is just like really understanding who I am, what works for me, what doesn't. Um, because then if I know and I, I start loving myself and I start like caring for myself, yeah. then others around me will see it. It's contagious, the energy. That's what I believe as well. You know, yeah. And then um, that's, you know, we can get really deep into a rabbit yeah. hole, but there's a spiritual aspect to the medicine. Uh, and, and it's completely changed my life the last two and a half years. My perspective, not only on myself, but of the world, right? I, I, I don't stress about the same things anymore. I don't worry about... Um, you know, slitting throats anymore. Like I, it's, I don't fight anymore. And for my whole life, I grew up in Canada. Me. Yeah, and, I just oh, listen, listen, listen. Fought everybody. You know, I was a fighting shit talking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, oh, you yeah. shouldn't have met me. I'm glad you didn't meet me. And I was in your place back then. I saw somebody in line or my ex-wife or something. Oh, I was just a madman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed that, to be honest. Oh, but, yeah. God. <laughs> and I did the told and it said, love, everything's about love, man. Yeah. Well, that kind of behavior or that kind of reaction, which is what we're talking about, like really reactive re behavior is unsustainable, right? It, mm -hmm. it only has an ending, which is basically in trouble of some sort, whether mm -hmm. you're getting arrested, divorced, sued, all that shit comes mm -hmm. with reactivity, right? Right. Big time. And I feel like <clears throat> if you're truly... You know, a lot of people that are like that in my vast experience of meeting a lot of people because in the nightclub business since I'm 19, basically, and now I'm 44. And in nightclubs, you see it all because you add personality and mix or it with alcohol. It's like a seller. like a club. Catch mm -hmm. is a fun restaurant. But in New York, we had many nightclubs where I started out. I didn't start in restaurants. I started in nightclubs. My first one was 24 years old. And, and it was a success. It was a success to me, you know, it, it's a building block to where I am sitting right now. Yeah. This is like a moment of success for me because I've idolized you, watched you since I'm a child, as many people tell you. Thank you. And to be sitting with you, even having a conversation, you're having you in my restaurant is a gift and a success. And I, I think, think I've made it, you know what I mean? Like there's these moments and they're not a lot of them, by the way. You're one of those moments. Hmm. To told, me, well, you I got think, a great restaurant, so thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you. you. you Catch in West Hollywood, yeah. LA and New York. Catch uh, the amazing. Aspen the coming plug. soon. Catch I don't even know where you, <laughs> I didn't, we met, we really met through a good mutual friend, but I've been in Catch. I was telling him I was going to Catch. I tell that my friends too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh, no, I agree with what he said though. Like I used to watch your fights with my grandpa. They're all now past, but I used to watch every, we'd all get together to watch Mike Tyson fight. And, you know, so like sitting, you know, it's, it isn't nostalgic. And that's why I tell you like Tyson Ranch, your brand, it means something in the cannabis space. Cause like Daniel in the mushroom space, you are, you push this with no fear. Mm -hmm. The same way I always tell him when he, we were, you know, working together, we saw it's like champion mindsets and you have one, anyone that's successful and, you know, both at home and at work, 
you have to have a mindset that you're, you know, resilient. Mm -hmm. But if you're not fair, if you have no fear, then you're saying you're a crazy man. Mm, I don't think so. Then you right. can't help anybody. Fear is your friend. Yeah. Fear, fear helps you excel. Make you hard, punch harder. Fear is your weapon. Yeah. I always try to tell my daughter that that book is not a book; it's a weapon. Hmm. You know, they don't get it yet. Yeah. And the, but that's the thing about you specifically. You like there isn't not everyone can go out and create a brand after retirement, after the life that you led us and succeed because you were so unique, so special, and so significant to so many people at so many different ages. Mm -hmm. You transcend from like, I'm talking like I could, I might've been nine or 10. My brother's obsessed with you and he was three years younger than me. My dad was obsessed with you and he's 20 years old. And still to this day, everyone that walks basically the earth, as far as I'm concerned in modern day <laughs> that has had a television or is, you know, knows who you are. And as a result, they have a passion to understand where are you today and what is your mindset? And they will follow it, I think, because... You were so special in the sport that you excelled in beyond anyone's really dreams or expectations of what you can do in a sport and now in business to do the same. I'm just it's believable. Um, it's authentic. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just um, I'm a strong exponent of gratitude. Mm -hmm. With the universe giving me gratitude, I don't take that for granted. Yeah. And you're vulnerable too. You know, I think that's what draws a lot of people to you, right? Is that authenticity and vulnerability. Well, you're honest. Mm -hmm. All the glory, whatever it is, it goes, it goes to God. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't want to hear that. I'm just a human being. I want to be able to walk the streets without people, you know what I mean, ramsacking me. I, I, I try my best not to be that guy that wants to hide and get away from the people. I want to be able to say, I'm just here, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow myself, my fame to imprison me. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, to be happy, what I was saying is, you know, you see people being reactive, like what I was saying before, like in the nightclub side, you, yeah. you take someone who's a, whatever, however they behave in normal life, then you add alcohol to it, and then you see really what they're about. And most people that are reactive are just not happy, or they're insecure, or they're not, they haven't found really themselves to be comfortable in their own yeah. skin. No, no. And then I know some people that um, blame it on alcohol and get off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with alcohol, did this to me. And those guys were giving me that alcohol. Yeah, no, everyone doesn't. Um, it's not a up. Everybody doesn't have one of those up big fin uh, finishes in life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but don't, but don't you think that alcohol sometimes triggers like who someone really is? Kind of trying well, to they try to maintain themselves, but then yeah. with the alcohol, they they yeah. can't. Alcohol they kill it. more people than all the drugs in the world yeah. combined. It's that something. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's mm -hmm. Unbelievable. And all ages. Yeah. In car accidents. Oh, then, yeah. You, then you become an alcoholic really bad. And then when you stop drinking, you're really sad and no personality. Right. You know? It's just crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a proven social lubricant. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a proven neurodegenerative. But I mean, I think it's, you know, you find a space and it's manageable just like everything else, right? Um, 19 drinks. After 19 drinks, it becomes a little yeah. bit yeah. Uh, dicey, but one or two drinks. And the problem is, you know, most people can't. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice if everyone could. And listen, like, sometimes I gotta be honest. I yeah. tell my wife sometimes, how come fucked up evil people never get addicted? <laughs> huh? What's wrong with that? How come they don't get drunk? How come they don't get drunk? How come they don't get high? They don't use cocaine? 
Because they probably get off fucking people. Mm, that's uh, right. Because yeah. sociopaths, that is their drug. Yeah. Or criminals, right. they have different drugs. You know, drug is, an addiction is different. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be drug Imagine either right. you could destroy somebody's company's worth around $40 billion or $200 billion mm. for no reason. Well, you see, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest learning experience you have. I think any business owner, entrepreneur, you, you just don't know people are like that you yeah. walk in a narcissist and they have no they don't give a shit mm. and they do get a lot of them get away with that i mean like i don't know when you're fighting like when i was in my career i mean man sometimes that mentality of knowing that i had to kill anybody that was in front of me helped me survive so yeah. I, I think it's again it just always goes back to but you still you have know, fear right yeah like you oh said, yeah, like man. The fear like drove healthy, you to healthy, healthy fear for sure. You, know uh, you always, only, if you're only not, if you're healthy, not fear, it's something. It's only yeah, healthy. exactly. Um, it's only healthy when you know how to control it. Yeah. If right. you don't control it, it's going whack. It's like a fire. Yeah. If you yeah. control fire, you can make it heat and cook food for us. And if you let it go out of control, it kills everything around you. Right, it. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just again, like Mike said, you just use it. You hone. You hone it. If you let it take over you, you're going to be. Uh, you know, yeah. you're, you're not going to be on the attack, but yeah. if you use it um, to your advantage, you can really be comfortable in that space. So there's a saying in in hockey, like I'm, I was very comfortable being uncomfortable for a oh, long absolutely. time. Yeah. You know, because absolutely. not only like when that when training camp starts, like you are immediately breaking down your body. You usually get two to three months to rebuild it, but mm -hmm. it's it's a tough way to live and it's a tough lifestyle. But um, you know, talking about like being reactive and how to use fear, man, my first, you know, seven years of pro, I was uh, always drinking. I was always using like numbing agents, like opiates and painkillers. And, too, same you know, it's, same uh, it was dark. Like I didn't have any success those first five years other than I was killing guys like right. in these fights, you know, and I was, I was surviving, but I wasn't, I definitely wasn't uh, my healthiest version. And then you know, um, last five years, kind of, I, I I had to ask for help because you could see all these signs that it's starting to like fall apart. Yeah, Your family um, starts saying, "Hey, yeah, hey, yeah right. you got no close relationships. You're <laughs> like, well, you, you know, you know you're isolating. If they know you yeah. by yourself, your friends don't like you no more. Starting yeah. to get, you know, no teams want to sign you. Get like, help, it's like, get help. You hear that? Get help, man. Get yeah, help. Yeah. So, but then. If you can do that, you know, it was the best thing that I ever did when I asked for help. Because then I got introduced too. to like meditation, uh, you know, marijuana, like all these I different. I got addicted to rehab. Yeah. I, you know, every time I get into it, I go up there, I can get a girlfriend and hang out, we go to the movies. That's like a, um, the babysitting us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Camp for adults. Yeah. <laughs> but behavior camp. Right? Yeah. 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 But no, like, I mean, I, I changed everything my last five years. I went to the Stanley Cup Finals three times with four, with, um, with four different teams. And uh, it was uh, it was different. Like when I came back from rehab, I couldn't fight the same way. Like I couldn't think the same way. I was much more kind of like Cautious. on my heels. Yeah, and that is not good. Like right. you have to be for me and for any hockey player reactionary. You cannot think on the ice because there's so many things happening and moving. Um, and so once you start thinking, which I was, because now all of a sudden I was more connected to myself. I was more, I understood what I was doing to other people, what was probably happening to me. Um, and uh, it changed, yeah, yeah. it fucking changed. Everything is fucking crazy. I'm gonna blow your mind. 
and it blows my mind. A second in hockey is very slow. You have to have tenth, three tenths of a second, tenth of a tenth of a fucking. It's, it's, it's nothing, an inch. You know what I mean? A minute, I mean. A second, excuse me, a second. It's nothing in sports like hockey. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You get hit in a second, you out flat. Yeah, I know. In a second. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to him before yeah, the show. Yeah, a tenth like, of a second. You got yeah, you got ten ten guys moving at a, like average speed of thirty miles an hour. There's no out of bounds. Uh you're managing a puck, you're moving to open space, you're never passing to a person, you're passing ahead of them all the while. You're on ice. Making you're on <laughs> ice, yeah. You're on, you know, a quarter inch of steel, and then um you're making sure that you don't get your head taken off, you know. Listen, um and you're trying to put that puck in the net. Teeth? You know? Do you have all your teeth? No. no oh, oh, nigga. I yeah. all, all three of these. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you got anything you take out? You, you got to go there? No, I used to. Oh, this, I, yeah. used to yeah. co- you know, I used to have a flipper. Get, get oh, look, guys, you could, they, you could put them yeah. in that flipper. The denture. No, but yeah, I used to have a buddy that just did that. Oh, yeah. No, listen. I used to have it, but I kept, like, then when you eat, you take it out, and I kept putting in napkins, and then, like, Waiters or waitresses would come by and just scoop you it up because it looked like garbage. I, I lost so many of your eyes. Get, like Mike said, you can get the new. They're sharp. Yeah, they're sharp. Get the new teeth. Oh, I got them. I got posts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. crazy. But I think even why the why is the teeth? Because sticks, right? Oh, sticks and pucks, shit. and and you just wear a mouth guard, and your face is exposed. It's crazy. Um, some guys wear visors, but your your whole face is exposed. So you know when like a wide receiver jumps up to a pass that's too high over the middle. And he knows he's going to get crushed mm-hmm. in the middle. That is what I feel like hockey is the entire time. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to get buried into some sort of wall or but, person, or like, puck is going to slam. What's you. been amazing, and I like know you're going to say boxing, no hockey is so boxing. Barbaric. You can really kind of yeah. like right. stand That's back. Crazy. Still is. So it's the only sport where you can yeah. fight with bare yeah. knuckles, right? Like I can. Um, there's no protection, uh, but that sport was like managing all those different things. You have to have so much attention to detail. Um, and then you can transfer. I, I don't like a lot of things about hockey, right? Like the culture, um, a, a lot of things are wrong. Um, and, it, and it formed me into a, a, a person that I never want to be again. But I can take some of those like work ethic attributes and attention to detail and coachability and, and then turn that into being an entrepreneur and a CEO. And, you know, I tell him, I've told him before, but he's like one of the best coaches that I've ever had because I wasn't so sure that I would be able to make the transfer from athlete to, um, you know, CEO of a, a life sciences company researching psilocybin for traumatic brain injury, you know? I think and, impossible is nothing to people yeah, who try. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, and I want to listen whole, too, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty, pretty crazy journey. Yeah. You know? It's Bob. You said fear. Like I, should, I agree. It's like honing your fear. I remember when I was yeah. Daniel's getting in front of all these, yeah, you know, at the summit, his CEO <laughs> yeah. summit, all these PhDs, and I'm, yeah. he's like, you know, they're all PhDs. I'm like, you're a PhD. You, what you've done, you know more than most of these people on this panel. Gets up, crushes it. I've never met a guy that knows more than he does in his specific area. So it's like he's got it. It was nerve. That was when you had some fear. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> it was a big win. You know? Fear accelerates me. Yeah, me too. It can see better, hear better, huh. everything. Focus better. Exactly. It's like that feeling, that, you know. In business, gut. it drives me big time. Yeah, the yeah. fear of the fear of failure actually yeah. Yeah. drives me. Like I, I always would say, like in in the nightclub days and now the restaurant days. Every time we opened a club or opened a restaurant, 
even when it was already succeeding. I had the same feeling as I did when I was like 10 years old and I had a mm. birthday party and I felt like I wasn't that popular and I didn't know if anyone was going to show up. That feeling, I've never lost. Yeah. It, get, it does not go away. I, I, I still, every day, like he walks in, another person walks into the restaurant that's important or not important. I still need to get up off the couch, whether I've been successful or unsuccessful, same mentality of if I don't get off the couch and go into that restaurant or go into my business to add some sort of value or create some sort of experience, then someone else is going to, and I'm going to go out of business. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Every little thing, you know, like a last night, like get a nice dinner, but then I realize you're there. David Blaine's in town. I hit him up. Mike's at the restaurant. Where are you? I'm, co I'm coming. And then did you have a better time mm. or the same time? If it was better, then I know that I've added the value that I'm talking about in that moment just no, for no, rooftop magic, no. man. That was, yeah. that was, that was, that was a great time. I forgot what I said, I had, because I had to say this. I didn't have so much fun in so long. Right? Yeah. This is all time, I want to hear. Everybody yeah. was yeah. happy up there. We were just smoking up there first. Then when we started doing tricks, everybody was happy and yeah. laughing. Oh, man. I think I this think, is the business I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Just that atmosphere. Why come to me? You could spend a hundred dollars anywhere, you yeah. know, and get like pretty good food, especially in New York City. After, Every so block listen, has the best restaurant. After after something like that, who's not going to come back yeah. or recommend? Yes. If I someone recommend. texts you like, "Where should I go? I'm coming to L.A." That's or coming what to New I York. do. No. I do recommend you to your guys. Yeah. Go to the rooftop. Yeah. I catch. Yeah. Yeah. In any city, no, and Ketch so, also has a you know I fucking just went vegan like six months listen, ago, yeah. and I have every time I go to Ketch, I always know I can get some good food. Think about it. You you you. David was in there five or ten minutes before he said, hey, let me show you something. This my father. That's what he said. Hey, let me show you oh. this. Take this. Yeah. You can tell. You can <laughs> tell. He can't help himself. He five loves it. Five minutes. He got me there. Let me show you this car. <laughs> yeah. oh, this he was guy. connecting, He's man. He's a master. Yeah. He's a yeah. master. You oh told him he gosh. gained weight. He got upset. So he immediately <laughs> just, he had to get <laughs> off him and right no, into the magic. listen. Um, that weight ain't nothing you can do. And listen, I was over 100 pounds. I did the toad. I lost 100 pounds in four months. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would love David to do that. He's mm -hmm. told what he can do. You know? It'll be his thinking. Oh, yeah. It's already at a, a different well, level. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting there complaining last night. I was like, oh, I'm, fa I'm intermittent fasting. He looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm intermittent fasting. I can't yeah. eat between I'm trying to lose, you know, 10, 15 pounds before the wedding. He's like, well, he held up the water bottle. He goes, I survived on this for 45 days underground. Look at how I look. <laughs> I was like, you know, don't complain to me. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. You getting married? Yeah, next month. Yeah, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. 44, finally doing it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I'm, How I'm do you think we can make weed better? How can we make better cannabis? How can we intertwine? How can we marry, uh, marry it with some psychedelics? How do we think that'll turn out? I think I mean mushrooms. I think with marrying it with like with cannabis mm -hmm. I'm mean, kind of doing that right now with uh, CBD with Wisana. Yeah. You're marrying you're marrying our compound yeah. with yeah yeah. So what we're developing at Wisana like uh, part of the regimen to help me get better is is using a non psychoactive cannabinoid. So part of the cannabis plant. I want to breathe them together. Yeah, in yeah. combination with uh, with psilocybin. Um, I wonder what that joint's gonna be like. Well, Mike, mm -hmm. right now Tyson Ranch, the sky's you know there's no limits. You can figure yep. out how you want. You know, well, let's get involved, yeah. please. I'd love to do that for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, ask the uh, do some brainstorming with the toad. You know, 
come up with some new ideas. Yes, I will. But yeah. Nutraceuticals, combining, I think, the future of medicine and OTC or over-the-counter products are, are combining cannabis with um, uh, psychedelics and, and functional mushrooms. Um, it's really that a cannabis is, rush right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Big one. Great. But like you, like that's that's what got me better, man. Um, once I started intermittent fasting, sixteen eight is is my yeah. regimen. Uh, my recovery went like skyrocketed. It was it was really, and that's that's the same thing that I do. It's just, it's yeah. helped my sleep. Um, it's helped it's helped everything. The the intermittent fasting and and using these Mike, these natural medicines. Like how many? The crazy. Uh, someone told us yesterday. What you still work out what, three times a day. So excuse me. You still work out three times a day? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to it too. Nice, it's amazing. What do you? So how do you do that? Because I've done <laughs> once a day, right. every other day, and it was very hard. <laughs> I do my bike in the morning, my treadmill in the afternoon, and then I come back. I might do some weight else bike where I switch it around. How long? When you say do bike, like an hour, 30 minutes, 20 um, minutes? First it was 15 minutes because I was 100 pounds overweight. Every day 15, right. 20, 20, 15, 20. And within a couple of months' time, I was up to like two hours. Oh, wow. I was told doing uh, uphill walking on a treadmill is very That's good. That's the best. Mm-hmm. That is good. That's best than running. Better. Better, better for your body, everything. Yeah. And you yeah. Burn the calories that way. Yeah, same cal- you got to burn the same, ca- same calories yeah. running. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You're walking, you know, it's just stupid. Like, I don't know <laughs> how God made this shit. <laughs> Find a hill. I have a question off subject. How do you feel about the way sport, your sport, boxing, is going right now with all the, uh, you know, Instagram versions of it? I YouTube. know you love these guys. YouTube, yeah, yeah. the YouTube fights oh, and the listen, Jake Paul suddenly is listen. having heavyweight or lightweight, whatever it is. Listen, this is the deal. We're talking from a business perspective. I don't care if it looks goofy or funny. That money's real, and these guys are getting knocked out. This is an entertainment. You know, listen, I bring the world champion. I put him on my card, right? Let's say he's the great world champion right now, right? Uh-huh. And I'm giving him some points. Say um, he, gave, he, he brings a million people. That's a lot. I'm giving him up upside, right? Mm-hmm. This little fucking blonde hair, blue eyed fuck coming up with 70 million. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's, well, it's a numbers game, purely. Seven, no, no, no. Listen, you have to listen to this shit. <laughs> These 70 million people never saw a boxing match before. <laughs> right. And they coming for this little fucker. I love yeah. him. Yes. I put him on my card. He's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> He's beautiful. So, from the business perspective, you like it. Yeah. But from the pure, I mean, look. I look at you and I think this is a guy who took the sport and the science and the the, the philosophy of boxing. For you didn't do it for money, you did it because of the passion. And you went to the Olympics and you did all these things. Does it does it cheapen your sport no, or no? no? That's all I'm trying this to understand. This is what gets guys our age upset because changing of the guard is hard to understand, or hard to, or want to understand, and that's just what it is. It's the changing of the guard and these um. TikTok guys are part of it. Yeah. You understand that, yeah. right? Plus, it's also, giving, it. it's also giving more it's exposure. Yeah, it's giving more exposure. Imagine, too. listen. I don't just I imagine, agree with what you're saying. Just imagine. Sword to yeah, me. I get it, but. Imagine this 10 years from now. I want to have the, um, what do you call them again? YouTube stars? I want to have all the YouTube boxers 
have a tournament and fight who will be the champion of the world in yeah. that world. And just keep it in that category. And let them but fight. the crossover was so fast. That's what bothered them. But, but that's what they do. They have another belt. It'll be whatever belt they want to be, and then they can put that up against the boxers. But it's all hype. Yeah. Hype sell fights. Fights don't sell fights. Hype sell fights. Yeah, but the fact that I have a conversation with people of saying, like, oh, it was pre discussed how it's going to go, it's going to be arranged, and all this stuff, even that is a conversation because I could tell you when you got in the ring, there was no conversation about whether or not this guy's going to take a fall or he's not going to hit him in the head. Or Absolutely. He's not Everybody's hurt him. asking him, hey, how you feel, Lord? Are you all right? Well, I say, what about me? I was fighting too. Yeah. yeah. Somebody in the way said, am, am I all right? Am that's I right. that's rep, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Your rep precedes you. Sorry. So listen, I'm very happy about our business collection, and I think it's going to be really cool. Really happy about it. Nice man, it's going to be great. Yeah, excited yeah. for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. A lot of good things coming on the horizon. You deserve you know, it. You know, um, Amsterdam is not taking no more foreigners. What happened? Amsterdam's not taking no more far far. It's not selling weed to Amsterdam's no more farmers. Done. Yeah. Farm foreigners. Yeah, that's what, they, that's what I read about. So if you're not from Amsterdam, you yeah. can't buy weed. And the people in Amsterdam don't smoke or get high. Is that high. the whole point of Amsterdam? Isn't that the whole thing? They don't get high to the, the, the residents. It's right. all for the yeah. tourists. It was all the tourists. Yeah. Yeah. The red light district was only for tourists or whatever they call it. can't understand shop. people. I think they're jealous. <laughs> Silly. Well, Doesn't make sense. No make farmers so can come to America. I just, like I just put way. money into uh, when my college roommates opened up a restaurant in Amsterdam. Really? I brought like Chicago deep dish, uh, his own little style to yeah, Amsterdam. See, he's killing, he's doing well. You know Malnati? I don't. Oh yeah, I don't Will, know him Will personally. Used to work for us. He's a great yeah. case. He's doing really? podcasts now too. Will Malnati. Yeah, he had the pizza place, the deep yeah. dish. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's got yeah. like his little puck Chicago? pizzas. Chicago, he's a hockey player. Hey guys, guys, let me tell you this. What was your from um. I don't know. From a business perspective, what was your greatest moment? You can uh, answer yours first. You go down the path. Um, that moment you said, "Boom, I'm the best. I can deal with anybody." <laughs> I uh, even if it wasn't true, that's just that's a tough question felt. too. Yeah, it's right. tough because I don't even like I don't really like answering it. But uh, come on, man, you keep it real with yourself. Yeah, well, I think um, you know, just having a vehicle or, or having a, a business that's gonna that's trying to do as much as we can to to really fill in the gaps as far as um, traumatic brain injury and recovery goes and rehabilitation and then cognitive performance as well. Um, getting public was, was like big, you, were, you know, you were actually ATC up, and he was there. Yeah. Yeah. You were on the CSE call and um, like meeting you, working with you, um, you know, getting the WBC partnership as a, as a research partnership was really exciting. Recently got some animal work back that validates that validates um um you know our our formula um with uh, psilocybin cbd no drug drug interaction so that now means that we can put it into human beings um that was that was big but yeah all of it i don't like picking one it's just not done yet hard. right there's so much more to do i wanted to be a big shot in this business i just wanted this business was so cool yeah it is cool do you have a one moment in your boxing career that was your biggest accomplishment or like is it one specific fight larry holmes yeah 
because I was a little boy, 14. I went with my mentor and we went to fight him. We went to um, watch him fight Ali. Ali came out of retirement mm -hmm. and he really beat Ali up. I was crying and stuff. Yeah. And I said, I'm, That's I'm, when it stands out. Yes, I'm going to avenge you. Hmm. For Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I like that. For me, I feel like, um, again, also stages, but like my first nightclub that I owned and I had my first business partner that we're still partners today. And we own, we own a club called 10 June in New York City. And uh, it's named after our birthday because my partner and I are both born on June 10th. So we called it 10 June. So we, we didn't want to call it Mark and Eugene. So I was like, we wanted to, <laughs> but we want people to believe us that it was ours. So we're like, yeah, it's our birthday. It's a See? Cool but, name. Yeah. I like and, that name. Uh, Cap Gemini, right? Yeah, Gemini's. And, uh, and I, know, like, I got married that birth, June 10th. Did you? Yeah. Congratulations, because that's a hell of a day. It's yeah. on my leg, it's on my arm. Um, happy anniversary and happy birthday to me. Your first tattoo? <laughs> no, no my two. first tattoo is 10 June, which is oh. here, six, and then the 10 on the other side. And then I just, birthdays were always, you know, something for me because of that. Like, it was like my partner and I met because we had the same birthday. Someone introduced us. People were leaving my birthday to go to his birthday. Who the fuck is this Eugene guy that people keep losing, <laughs> leaving my party and going to his party? So we eventually met and we hit it off and we were the same kind of like point of view on what we want to do in the nightlife business. You ever think, um, this is creepy. Um, let's ask some people this question. You ever think, um, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm not even gonna go long. Yeah, well, let's say 10,000 10, years, right? The first man. If your fam ten thousand years, even your, it goes millions of years. But you said ten thousand years of your man generation come, whatever it is, boom. How does that um? How does that make you feel? Where do you, do you think ever like this? Was my my twelve hundred grandfather Mongolian or something, African or something, and then it came out to me. All that led to me. Yeah, I mean, whatever got me to wherever I'm sitting and how it all came, where it came from 10,000 years ago or a million years ago is hard to imagine. But I do think that, like, the summed up version of it is, you know, people say you got lucky. And I'm like, well, I always think, like, hard work meets opportunity no, is luck. No, no, no luck. It's no just. I say the harder you work, the luckier no luck. you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, so it's when your hard work meets an opportunity, and then everyone's like, "Oh, how lucky were you?" It's like, "Lucky, I have been fucking grinding it for the last yeah, ten years, I'm and then this happened." You, you have to be suffering. prepared or for suffering. They don't see in private. You suffer the glow and the, the light. Yeah, I think, and it and it's happened a lot, and I have it tattooed right here. Perspective, which to me is almost like my religion. I was living across the street from the World Trade Center when that happened. My friend died of cancer. All these things happened at a young age, and I and I and I thought to myself, "How do I get?" upset about essentially anything anymore hmm. when people had to deal with that or my friend died at a young age hmm. who i envied very much but i walked out of his hospital room when he had just found out that he had cancer this was a kid that i was jealous of my whole life growing up and we were only 20 when he got diagnosed or 21 and he had a nice watch he had a nice car and he had fancy clothes and rich parents and all this kind of stuff and i always was like man i wish i had i wish i had i wish i had then this happens and I leave that room and the only thing I thought to myself is I just left him in a hospital gown in the hospital bed scared to death because he found out he had a tumor the size of a 
grapefruit in his lung. Hmm. And he would have traded anything to get out of that bed and walk out with me with nothing, right? And I'm sitting here like, there's no point of being jealous, envious, or wishing you had something else. I was like, perspective, that's it. I just, you know, not that you can walk around the earth and be like, well, I don't have cancer, so who cares? But it's like, your, your lows, I find, with perspective aren't as low, and your highs aren't as high with perspective, because it's not always going to be great, and it's not always going to be terrible. And there's always something worse going on, and you have to maintain, like, you only have this moment, and you're talking about 10,000 years ago. I'm thinking, I'm here, you're here, we're all here for a blink of, an, of a moment in the grand scheme of a timeline. If we live to be 800 years yeah. old, it's just... It's still a blink. It's like his hockey. So, like... How serious can we all take this shit? The fact that there's war at the end of the day or the fact that we're all fighting about even just over money yeah. or trying to get ahead of other people. Just I'm sitting here thinking if I'm healthy and my family is healthy, I've made it. And yeah. then everything else is sort of fun. How can I have more fun and time with the people that I like, love, or what keeps me interested or busy doing things that I enjoy, period. So the nightclub business I started after September 11 happened, I quit my job in finance because I hated it. But I, I was making money doing it, but I didn't like it. Hmm. That happened. That happened. I was like, from today forward, I will do what I love. And that's it without compromise. Money came. Success came. That helps life get easier. But if you're walking around rich and miserable every day, and, and, I, and, and I've spoken to many kids or other people who say, like, tell me what, you know, when you educate in some way, when you give back... I'm like, if you believe TGIF is a thing, like, thank God it's Friday, it's bullshit. It sucks. Mm -hmm. If you're loving Friday and hating Sunday, change your life. Yeah. Because you should be loving every day. Fuck, mm -hmm. fuck the weekends being the only time you have fun. That was what it was in school for me. I hated school. So Friday was great. Sunday night, I was like miserable. I have a whole week. I got to get up early. <laughs> that's, I, mean, I think that's exactly that's it. Yeah. So that's my success was figuring that out. And it had nothing to do with the fact that I sold my company, you know, two or three times and made money or, had celebrities in a restaurant that, you know, or, or a nightclub and I felt cool or I got laid or any of those things. No, it was figuring out that moment of like, none of it really matters hmm. other than enjoying your moment of time here, which is 24 hours a day. And if you do the math and you start talking to older people and they start thinking like, how many summers do I have left? Yeah. You don't really know because you could die tomorrow, but let's I'll just say. It now. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> fuck. It means you better enjoy the shit out of yeah, every day. So why would I start later doing that? I'm starting, I started that thought at 23. Sometimes I'm by myself and do you believe I get, um, I'm eating peanuts or something and I get caught in my throat and I'm, and it came out and I, I was already dozing off. So I went out, boom, and hit the floor. And I was saying I was in the house by myself and if that thing, was that I would have died to know right. what I wanted to know. Wasn't that shit some a creepy thing? Yeah, out of all the things. Yeah. Peanut. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Peanut. Yeah, people fall in the shower. People, it, they hit their head on a know, toilet. I mean, it's like, it. what? No, I, I agree with what you just said. It's really, you know, perspective. I was miserable at my last company. The, the last two years, I was having a great time. Built it from ground up, and then it started to get too corporate. And I was like, I got to get out of this. Um, and my wife's like, just go do your thing. Like, she... We met when we were young. I got married at 24, but we were together at 22. And she always pushed me. I'm like, well, I'm going to take a huge pay cut. I'm going to start my own company, which I do here. She's like, go fucking do that. I think for answer your question, my business experiences are, you know, both starting Philo and Wisana. And it comes down to the people around me. 
like it's success is about the people around you too. Obviously my wife was my success to push me to where I'm at and I have a happy family, but then all the people that took risks to come with you and then yeah. the energy. Like, so for me, when you talk about energy or my whole executive team at Field, I worked with all these people for years. It took a huge shot to come to cannabis, but when we had successful moments and we haven't had our exit like you have or yet, we're succeeding. Um, we saw it went public, but it's about the energy of people that you surround yourself with. Because like you said, you could be, you can work at any company, it could be Google or any of these companies, you can still be miserable. So it's how you surround yourself because then you're happy on Sunday. You had a great week with your family. Monday, you're gonna have a great week with your work family, right? And so that's, mm -hmm. for me, the business, like the business success I've had so far in the past three years is the people, the energy, and the competitiveness to not against each other. Like you said, I like what you said. Just not, you don't, you don't be jealous of people. Work and focus on yourselves and your company and you'll be successful. Worry about yeah. someone else. If you're worrying about competition in the restaurant space, I'm worried about competition in the canvas space. I don't worry about that. I know that if we call the right place, we'll be successful and not worry about all the noise. So that's kind of, for me, it's just, that's been my business. Yeah. I just think we should just be kind people when yeah. we do Tyson, right? Kind and considerate and want people to treat us with the kindness and dignity as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Gotta live, you gotta have some, you gotta have empathy and you got, I mean, COVID, if anything, I'm guessing for you, for any of us, it probably is the most challenging time to be a CEO or founder of a company hmm. to really understand how to talk to your people during those times. That at least my yeah, most you learn the word time. furlough. It's yeah, like, I don't even know what that means. People yeah. are like, are you furloughing? I was like, furlough. Fur now it's a never normal word, but like, yeah, this COVID. What was it again? Furlough is when you fire furlough, people, basically. Sound, that sounds like some prison words to me, furlough. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. that, but it's yeah, it's furlough is when you go take thing. on a visit or something. You know, this is uh, work this is just mm -hmm. a work. COVID for business, you know, I think was a um, it was cool. once again another double-edged sword. It was terrible, but it provided opportunity to um, adapt and pivot and 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 come out. Hopefully, if you could survive, better and more efficient and approach your future business, your next chapter post-COVID differently than you did going into it hmm. i think a lot of people were fat and happy they over hmm. they were making money so they just overhired or they overpaid and i think employees got you know lazier where they wanted more to do less and suddenly it was like slam in the face to everybody from the top down like work hard make yourself you know the people that we kept on you know obviously as much as we could but you know the people that you could not lose you yeah. could not do your business without them. Well, that's that's that says something. And then I think people will learn mm -hmm. from that on both sides: the hiring, uh, the per people that are hiring, and also the people that are being hired to become more valuable. And it's not just about give me my paycheck. It's about like let me add value and good energy and get along with and who you want to go to war with because that was a war. We went into the COVID with like you know like battle to survive. It's crazy. Yeah, for business wise, I'm still baffled that a peanut almost took you down. Well, isn't that yeah. something? <laughs> 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 when I'm going down. <laughs> it came out, but it always got me. I always, I was already in that zone. Always. What a trip, Mike! Are you still singing a lot? Singing? Yeah. Well, um, I've never sing personally out in the open but do you want to pay for some lessons <laughs> what's the i'm just kidding uh, and you're not playing golf right 
Your son's playing golf, yeah, right? Yeah, the possibility I might be his caddy or something. You know, I heard, I think your son is taking lessons where I I'm on the board of UGP, the golf, the urban golf. Yeah, he's on a stroke is 187 for a 10 year old. It's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. He's gonna hit 100 balls a day. We hit besides working out when you're home. We hit 100 balls a day. Love That's it. awesome. He loves this shit. It's a and great your daughter's sport. playing tennis. That's fun. Yeah, can't believe this guy loves this stuff. You know, <laughs> um, golf. Golf. Yeah. It's great. Golf is a good game. Great. I just got obsessed nature. with it. It's great. Uh, Athletic. Yeah, nature's beautiful. Agile, good tempo. Golf's awesome. And it's great. it's yourself, too. You're really yeah. just playing against your own score. Yeah. Allow these two men to tell you about the success and the um, mediocre rise of Tyson Ranch. I'm Chad Bronson, founder and CEO of FIWO. Um, jumped into the cannabis space three years ago. We grew pretty quickly, about a 200-person company. We work with all the major MSOs and SSO in the space. We met Tyson, Mike Tyson and Tyson Ranch through that process. And we've gotten to work with them really closely. And we're pumped to see what Tyson Ranch is gonna do over the next two years. This guy's a legend. And with the team around, all our people around here. I'm gonna pump here, it out, man. We're gonna pump this Yeah, stuff and all out. these people. Pump it, pump it, pump it. Yeah, there's the thing. <laughs> there you go, you're seeing it. There it is. That's the thing. That's right there. Like right. That. Yeah. Okay. That's who we were waiting for. Okay. A little and pop. Then, we're gonna fucking crush things with Wisana yeah. and everything we're doing. We're 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 blessed to be partners with you. Thank You're, you. And, and yeah. Zim, Kiki, the whole group and everybody, and we're, we're excited. Yeah. Kirk, thank you. All the team. You guys have great people. Yeah. Thank you very much. You've been really amazing. Now on it's this your journey, time, man. Daniel. Explain what you're doing with Tyson Ranch. Mm -hmm. The enthusiasm that you do it. Yeah. So um, Daniel Carcillo, um, I'm the CEO and uh, founder yes, of Wisana. Wisana Health. We are. Um, you know, partnered with you, uh, obviously on on a research partnership with the WBC. Thank you and so much. Of course, no, thank you. You've like Very Chad grateful. said, you Azim Kiki, everybody's been amazing to work with. Um, opened a lot of doors, uh, a lot of possibilities, and we're excited about the future and what we're going to do to help people with um, their neurological health and wellness. And um, you know, hopefully with the anti aging thing, and who, who knows where the path is going to take us. But we are developing. Um, you know, diagnostics. Um, we have five clinics now uh, uh, doing uh, ketamine treatment um, for, you know, various uh, psychiatric How much conditions. How do you use? It just depends on, on the individual. How much um, would you use for me? Ketamine? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we could figure that out with our with our doctor that we have on board at our CMO. We're going through the FDA process um, to uh, to create the first Pharmaceutical for TBI related anxiety and depression. I'm just excited about the development path and and everything that's um, that's coming for us in the future. You know, and and being able to help people now, right, with education people. and awareness. That's that's um, that's the most important thing. So yeah, I really appreciate you, man. Appreciate you opening your doors and and uh, introducing us to your family and getting to oh, know yeah. you better. So. Part of the family too, man. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's been a great journey. Yeah, it's been an yeah. awesome journey. And then great we'll have to meet you. Journey, journey, too. journey yeah. just Exciting. began, guys. And then we're going to have to go to MJ Biz and Mark's going to hook us all up a catch yeah. before our uh, big yeah. event. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're going to have Mike's, some of our uh, press conference. Philo's, throw, Philo's yeah. throwing a huge party. No, but we're going to do, we're throwing a big party, but we're going to, yeah. we're going to throw our dinner at Mike's at Catch. We're in Vegas, you're doing Yeah, October 21st. Okay, good. Do that. He'll be there. Yeah. He'll come. I'll be. It's, right. he's, he's coming back from his honeymoon. Yeah, after Africa. Okay. I'm, listen, we'll be moving the fucking film camera. What's those guys' name? News cameras in there checking the shit out, yeah. buddy. It'll be great. You'll be the man. <laughs> you are the man, but you'll be the double man. Yeah, I do my best. <laughs>
Anyway, I'm Mark Birnbaum, uh, founder, co-founder of Catch Restaurant Group. And um, we have uh, a seafood and sushi restaurant called what we now call Catch OG in New York. It's our 10-year anniversary, actually. This year is our first one. Uh, we also have one here in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And uh, we're building, uh, we have a Catch Steak, which is our newest one, which we opened just before uh, COVID hit, uh, about nine months before. It was a great success, and we're now expanding that to Catch stake in LA on Melrose Place here and then one in Aspen I'm building now will open this uh, winter actually right before New Year's and uh, we'll see what else is to come but um, you know generally speaking I just love having you guys as customers and friends and I've been a you know an enormous fan of yours for as long as I can remember and pretty much got me into sports so thanks for all that you've done and I'm excited to to see what you guys do please it's like an honor to be here so good meeting you through my boy Stu and and um, let's Stu. keep going, boys. This is just just the beginning. That's what I'm feeling like. I hear you. No, yeah. he's you. being very humble. He has the best food in the country. Mm-hmm. They are. You know, I'm saying he's too. He really is. Very smart. Say. Very accurate. Very truthful man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thank everybody for watching Hot Boxing. And I like just thanking my friends, Daniel, one for Mark, and my man Chad, and we all love you. And we're out. Yeah. <sighs>